You're listening to the Nerd Dad Podcast. Oh, Dad, you're embarrassing me again. Did I do that? Hey, welcome to the Nerd Dad Podcast. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. I appreciate you stopping by for a short 5, 10, 15 minute visit. Although even, even that's starting to sound a little ridiculous. I, I haven't done a five minute episode in a long time. And last week I went over 20. Um, highly unusual for me around these parts, but I got on a bit of a roll, so I just kind of went with it, and I've actually received some feedback that some of you like the the longer episodes, it makes the commute a little bit easier, so, well, you know, well, we'll be open-minded about this, I'll continue to keep the opening, maybe I'll change it and say thank you for stopping by for a short 15-20 minute visit, and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, uh, I'm going to start with something lighthearted before I move into the more serious stuff. Um, and and that is uh, bedwetting. Bedwetting. Not me personally. Um, not since... It's got to be at least five years since I pissed myself. But it, it uh, you know, accidents happen. We're grown. Um, I digress. So my five-year-old um, has continued to wear pull-ups. And... And my wife and I both knew <laughs> it's been time to kind of wean him off of the uh, the pull-ups and the relying on them. But we were just so lazy and just reliant on our uh, and our sleep. We liked the fact that he slept through the night. No one had to get up. It was it was good. But we decided, okay, enough is enough. We're gonna stop putting him in pull-ups. So we just stopped ordering them, and then. Um, one day, the day after he used the last one, we said, okay, buddy, we're all out. Um, you're five. And uh, you're going to have to start just waking up. And accidents are going to happen. That's okay. You just let us know and we'll do the laundry. Not a big deal. But it's it's time to, time to, to stop using pull-ups and time to start going to the potty in the middle of the night. And that was about a week ago. So the first night I was, uh, I was fully expecting to see a, a child covered, just covered in piss. Um, I had the washing machine all empty cause I figured I was going to do the sheets and much to my surprise, he woke up dry and I thought, oh, that's beginner's luck. <laughs> you know, he was probably up all night looking at the clock, afraid of having to go pee. So he didn't go second night, third night. We're at a week later and he hasn't gone. Uh, he hasn't wet the bed once. And honestly, I'm like, I'm really proud of him because it just goes to show he was just waiting for us to take the lead on the parenting. It was, he was just waiting for us to be like, all right, that's enough. Um, no accidents, not one. Um, gets up. Sometimes will wake us up. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, and then goes back to bed. Now it's not typically the most sound sleep that he goes back to. He tends to toss and turn for the next little while, but he's very much an early riser to begin with. He's the kid who gets up at five 30 and stares at the clock until six. Cause that's the, the time we've told him he has to wait till, till he wakes us up. So, um, potty training or not potty training, bedwetting, uh, so far success in our house. And honestly, 
we had nothing to do with it. <laughs> My wife and I had nothing, no tips, no tricks. We stalled and we waited and we delayed. And then we said, we don't have any more. And he went, ah, eh, that's fine. I don't really need them anyways. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's my bedwetting story. I think it's a good one. I, I think it's a it's a good lesson in parenting. Just stall until your kids are old enough to figure it out. Anyways, um, I want to talk about... Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know why I laughed. It's just, it's so awful. Um, I want to talk about the mass shootings in the U.S. I'm scratching my head um, because I'm uncomfortable with the whole topic. So in this, in the last seven days, uh, there's been the mass shooting in Atlanta and the most recent one in Colorado. Uh, Two significant mass shootings in the span of a week in less time that it takes for me to record one of these episodes. I was probably just going to cover the Atlanta one today because there's the uh, the Asian racism that ties into my family pretty neatly and um, and our concerns. But now I got to cover them both. So let's start with Atlanta. Um. They have been hesitant to call this a hate crime, even though the guy drove to three different massage parlors to do it. He, again, had access to an AR-15. Committed murder. Boulder, Colorado, excuse me, um, had access to a 15, AR-15. Went to a grocery store committed murder. So uh, we'll we'll, we'll handle this in two chunks. One, we're going to start with the racism piece. Um, My wife, as I've I've said before, is Asian. That means my two boys are mixed race, half Asian, half white. And and, we joke in our household that we have an Asian baby and a white baby. Um, because, uh, the older one looks pretty Asian. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot of those, um, stereotypical characteristics and just the complexion, his skin tone, he's a lot darker, um, than the younger one, which looks far more Caucasian. He, he looks like a white guy. Um, doesn't mean I don't worry about them less, um, doesn't mean I don't worry about my wife less because this, this sentiment is there. Now we're doing the, uh, the homeschooling right now because of COVID. So I don't have to worry about it in schools. And, and, uh, we have a very diverse group of friends. Um, I would say that our group of circle, our, our circle of friends, um, skews towards more minorities. So it's unlikely he'll experience, they'll experience racism from their friends, but it's, um, it's the general public that worries me. You know, it's, uh, to be frank, it's guys, it's guys who look like me. Um, 
it's 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 women who who look like they could be relatives of mine. They're the ones that worry me. That they're gonna be out on the street um and someone's gonna say something stupid. They're gonna say Asian flu or go back home or whatever the hell it's gonna be. Even though her home is Canada and her parents were both born in Jamaica. So even if they went back home, it wouldn't be the home that the racist ass person is thinking. And this is in Canada too. But it sure does make me nervous about going about traveling. So even when the the borders open up and everyone gets their vaccine, God, does it make me nervous? Cause I'm not, I'm not by nature a confrontational person. I think a lot of Canadians are, are this way. They're not, we're not confrontational by by nature, but um, we're sure as hell going to stand up for ourselves and our family. We don't need guns to do it like our American counterparts, but you, you can't say can't say shit like that without at least getting yourself into a bit of a fist fight. So I, I worry, <laughs> I do, and I, I know I keep kind of rehashing it, but, um, it's definitely a concern of mine. It's near the top of my brain. So let's talk about the gun control piece. Um, two mass shootings in the span of seven days. And we're starting to see the same pattern that we always see two mass shootings, thoughts and prayers. I'm not sure if Democrats actually call for gun control, but Republicans get out in front of it and say, Democrats are going to call for gun control. And Democrats go, yeah, yeah, we absolutely should have gun control. And Republicans say, fuck that noise. And nothing happens. And then we just wait till the next mass shooting. And then there's this short little window where there's a big boost to the gun economy because the messaging of, well, they're going to take your guns away gets out and people stock up on guns just in case it actually happens. But this is the equivalent. This could be uh, the equivalency of a doomsday prediction. You know, Oh, Oh no, no. We, we meant, we meant March 24th. They're going to take all your guns away didn't happen oh okay uh we meant we meant april 24th they're gonna take all your guns away still didn't happen okay we meant we meant may 24th they're gonna take all your guns away it's just they keep moving the needle as to when we're gonna take all the guns away but they're not gonna do it nobody wants to take all of the guns away i mean some people do but let's be realistic if these two idiots both sides, Democrats and Republicans, could just meet in the middle. If they could just start working down the middle, they would see progress. But they refuse to. And and I don't I don't see it I don't see it breaking. They're so entrenched in their ideal ideals that I don't see anyone giving. If the Democrats would just say, well, let's let's move away from gun control and let's talk about i don't know let's re let's let's rebrand it let's call it 
gun limitations. We want to put limits on your guns. We don't want to control them. We just want to limit them. And if the Republicans would come across off their step and say, we need AR-15s to kill deer, they might be able to meet somewhere in the middle. But they're not. It's all or nothing on every single fucking topic right now. It's all or nothing. I, I in, in Canada, I I think I've seen guns in a store once. It was probably 10, 15 years ago. I was at a Bass Pro Shop with my um, my father-in-law. Because uh, he was showing me which tackle box to buy. Because he was a real man. And I uh, I am not. <laughs> I I sit in my office and talk to a mic by myself. But he was showing me the tackle box I needed to go fishing. And in the Bass Pro Shop, behind a big cabinet, along the wall, I can picture it, along the ceiling, there were rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of guns. I remember seeing shotguns, and that's it. They were up high. Had to be 15 feet in the air. Presumably, so that if someone broke in, they couldn't be some sort of a smash and grab to try and take the guns. I'm guessing it was a safety measure that they were so high up. Um, so, in my 36 years in Canada, <laughs> being alive on this earth... I can think of one instance when I've seen guns in stores and it was in a hunting shop. And it's why we don't have a mass shooting every week here. Sensible gun control and limiting the access. I I, I don't know how to wrap this up. I've been going off now for almost 15 minutes. So the whole episode is going to go long, but look, uh, America, <laughs> you know, we need, we need you. <laughs> I, I keep saying this. I, I said this before and I'll, I'm sure I'm going to say it again. The world needs America to be better. The world still looks to you for guidance. And lately, the example that's being set is not one that other nations should follow. But it's still one of the best democracies in the history of civilization. So please continue to work at it. You know, my American friends who listen to this, Work with your politicians, work with your local communities, write letters, make campaigns, protest, try to move the needle in the right direction. Because in a lot of the ways, the rest of the world is relying on you to, to be better. It's time for shit you may have missed. Marvel Comics' new Captain America is an openly gay teen and will make his debut in June to align with Pride Month. This is awesome. This is progress. 
This is allowing kids and teenagers to see themselves in the heroes that shape the next generation of leaders. We cannot underestimate the power that these little gestures have. So do you remember a little while ago I talked about how Warner Brothers has basically said, we're going to go exclusively to HBO Max and theaters at the same time. And the theaters freaked out because they knew it was the end of their business. Well, Warner Brothers has now reached a new 45-day window agreement for theaters to get exclusive movies before hitting HBO Max. This doesn't take effect in the U.S. and the U.K. until 2022, but it does allow the theaters to have their month-long window with new movies. Seems like a reasonable compromise. And finally, William Shatner turned 90 this week. I'm not normally surprised by statistics because I'm like, it's a fact. Facts are facts. But in my mind, William Shatner is still like 60. Like He's still the guy who was on uh, Boston College. Or he's the guy from the, the, the commercial, the Priceline commercial or whatever the hell it is. In my mind, he hasn't aged since then. So to find out he's 90 completely floored me. Canadian legend, William Shatner, 90 years old. All right, I went crazy long on this episode again. Um, the gun control is issue. Just, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. America, get your shit together, seriously. Um, I actually scrapped <laughs> uh a shit you may have missed because I knew I'd run. So I was running long again. Anyways, this is the part where I thank you for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. Every retweet, every mention, every view, every time you told a friend, I, I thank you. Continue to do it. Continue to rate, review, subscribe, follow. I'm at that nerd dad on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can always hit me up on DeanBlundell.com. Again, I, I greatly support them and what they're doing with their podcast network. I'm also happy to announce that my brother, uh, TJ, has joined the Dean Blundell podcast network. Check out his podcast, Don't Hate the Game. He takes true crime and video games and combines them into a pretty awesome podcast. Um, and trust me, if it sucks shit, I would tell you. Um, and then shout out to Blue Ma- Microphones, powered by Blue. Got the blue microphone in front of me here. Got the blue headset on. Sounds great, in my opinion. Best stuff for podcasting. Thanks for listening, and uh, be well, be safe. Wear your bulletproof vest if you're American. I'm praying for you guys, and I don't pray. I'm praying, though. God damn it. Get together, America. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.